0: Welcome to another episode of Coffee with a Kick. I am Xander, that is Keegan, and we have just finished up the match. Well, just finished up. It is now Friday, of course. But, you know, Labor Day weekend, we covered that in the, in the previous episode. It's a whole holiday thing that we do in the United States of America that has occurred. And now we're back on Friday for Match Day 4 recap. Headliner... Keegan is back in it that's the headliner (laughs) that's the headliner Uh, because I won a grand total of three and seven there are a couple teams here that there are a couple teams that revealed themselves as to not be trusted uh, going forward for the rest of the season (laughs) Um, what do you say we just go ahead hop right into it I've got Luton Town and West Ham United coming up here as first the I believe the only match oh no there were two matches we both got correct uh, this weekend. This being one of them, because I will tell you, Luton Town is not very good. That is my headline from this one.
1: Yeah, they the score line is deceiving. Two to one was not how the game went. I felt like West Ham controlled yeah. it throughout pretty well. Luton had their chances, but also, I do West Ham won at Fair and Square.
0: They, well. They won it, but, you know, that 90 90 plus 5, that was pretty much a handball in the corner kick there from Luton Town. They could have stolen a point out of this, even though they were thoroughly outplayed the whole match. Um, Yeah, that one, I think it could have gone either way. I I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? I I mean, it was a hand in an unnatural position. Uh, His arm was up here. It definitely deflects. I think that the argument you have is that there is no one on the backside for Luton Town that could have really done anything with it, I guess. But, <clears throat> but that's not really the call, though. You know, it's just like if your right. hand touches it. So. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be letter of the law sort of thing for, for handball at this point. So, I, I mean, did Luton Town deserve to get a point out of that? No, no. I mean, <laughs> the goalkeeper should have done better on, their, on the first goal that they conceded. And yeah. on the second one, in the 85th minute there, <clears throat> the Town defense just kind of went to sleep. They totally broke down, and sure, it was a good corner kick, but it should have been dealt with more handily than that. Um, Town yeah. definitely looking like early contenders for, for uh, going out this season. Uh, let's go on to some other teams that look like they may be, you know, not destined for future football in the Premier League. Um, Sheffield United and Everton.
1: Yeah, this one, I think it was summed up by the Pickford own goal. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't know. I honestly think Sheffield United played better in this game. They did. They, they, they had a couple, couple big chances. Mm-hmm. The own goal was just unlucky, but that kind of sums up the season so far for Everton.
0: Yeah, and and then. Pickford makes up for the own goal there in the, the 90, 90 plus nine with yeah. some really incredible goalkeeping work there to keep the ball out at the very end and, and save the point. But Everton, <clears throat> I mean, I'm glad that they finally got their first goal of the season, but I've never seen the teams look so so like they're going to score, but also not at the same time. Like, I feel like there's a lot of good momentum, but then there's, they just – they have no idea how to score, it seems like.
1: Yeah. I, It's a pretty classic Sean Dice side. <clears throat> I think he, he doesn't have that big striker in the middle that he likes yet. Yeah. That's really – I mean, Chris Wood. He made Chris Wood look like a 15-goal scorer, a season kind of guy. So, I don't know. They, they don't seem like an attacking team.
0: Right. And
1: like you said, they really want to score. But – It doesn't seem like they can, but they got two goals this time. Maybe it's a a positive shift. Who
0: knows? Maybe it'll turn things around for them. I'm not convinced. It was still Sheffield United, who looked better, but still, once again, you you got Everton versus Sheffield United, so both teams should look pretty good, because neither of them are. Um, We'll move on to Brentford and Bournemouth, uh, which we both got wrong, because Bournemouth Won this game outright, oddly enough. Um, <clears throat> well, it was a draw. It was a draw. Well, you know, maybe I should look at my notes more clearly uh, than than that. But Bournemouth—they uh, did play better, though. I think Bournemouth yeah. was a better
1: team. I'll be—I'll be honest at that.
0: And the first goal there by um, Brentford was very cheeky. That—that—that. That, that. Okay. Quick take on the free kick catching the Bournemouth goalkeeper off guard uh, was, I it, it was it was I mean you put it on frame so it's a good goal but it's um, there was some really Brentford was fully disappointed coming away with only one point here because in the seventy six men that you know you that bad bad giveaway by Brentford gives them a slight break for Bournemouth and then it gets worse. Again, we have we have a defender misplaying the ball. It looked very similar to uh, to the to the misplay last week by um, oh goodness, who was it?
1: Well, I mean, Alexander Arnold missed the ball. That was it. Yeah, Alexander Arnold guy, again tried to pass it back, and it just was intercepted easily.
0: Yeah, and it then you slide then they slid it across for an easy tap in there. Yeah. But Bournemouth, I mean, they had their own defensive letdown there in the ninety plus three to let let Brentford get back in it for the single point. Um, it was it was an odd match. Like, it was pretty entertaining overall. But but it was, I don't know. I feel like a draw is actually a proper result and in the end. Uh, when, once I've looked at my notes more appropriately and saw that that was actually the result. Uh, my bad. I apologize. So I
1: honestly, apologize. this was it was an enjoyable draw. Yeah. I think that both teams like had their chances. Bournemouth, definitely the better side, but mm-hmm. it wasn't compared to the Everton-Sheffield United 2-2. I enjoyed yeah. this one much
0: more. Yeah, this one had some... some they, they felt like they were going to score rather than they just ended up scoring. Um, yeah, we both got that one wrong. Uh, then we move on to Burnley and Tottenham, and apparently Tottenham have figured out how to score. Let me tell you that much. Um, the link of of play between, um, son and, and, uh, uh, Matt Henderson, what's his name? Madison. Madison Madison. has really kind of blossomed, uh, this early in the season and they both look pretty great out there. I mean, uh, son has been great for a long time, but Madison is really coming to his own here without Harry Kane around and yeah. produced for him. I mean, Burnley's not the greatest side, but, but yeah. you know, anytime you can hang five on someone, you're doing something right.
1: Yeah, I mean, Burnley scoring really early gave me hope for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then someone equalized I was like, okay, like maybe it'll be a good game. And then, yeah, Tottenham just, it felt like vintage, like 2018 Tottenham whenever they made the Champions League. It, I mean, it feels like they're, they're not missing Harry Kane a lot.
0: No, it really did fall apart there in the first ten minutes and change of the of the second half for for Burnley yeah. there. Um, but yeah, that was Son's first goal. There was a really cheeky little chip there. I liked that goal a lot. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think I, I think Tottenham are showing that they are they're definitely going to be top, fighting for one of those top four spots for sure. Um, but we'll see what. what it looks good for them going forward in the season. Yeah, I'll be
1: interested to see what the newly promoted teams decide to do with their managers, mm-hmm. especially if it continues on. Yeah. Because is it the manager? Is it the lack of quality? Because, I mean, Luton looks really bad. Burnley yeah. looks bad. And was it Bournemouth that came up again?
0: Uh, yes. I, well, no, I think it was Sheffield. Luton and Sheffield, yeah. And, Sheffield and Burnley, who've come up, uh, they look Sheffield. all right. Sheffield's had flashes of, of like, yeah. okay, okay, I could see this happening. Um, so it, it, that will be interesting seeing. I mean, I for, for for old time's sake, you hope that that they hold on to uh, uh Vincent there at Burnley, but I mean, he's got to figure something out there. Um, But we'll move on to, I would say, probably the most shocking result of the weekend, Uh, Chelsea and Nottingham Forest, a team I picked to get out of the Premier League, doing their darndest to prove me wrong. Um, Really, really underwhelming match by Chelsea. I don't know what they're doing. I think I think it's really just the curse of getting rid of uh, Kristen Pulisic probably is what it is. Probably. That's the only logical reason.
1: Yeah. yeah, they they definitely, I don't know. They're a young team. They just bought like 500 players. So it's going to take a while to mesh together. And I think it'll be, like we saw last week, 3-0 win, mm-hmm. 0-1 loss at Stamford Bridge. Might right. I might I say that? So yeah, I think it'll just be growing pains. Again, next week they could win 4-0. It really, no, well, not
0: next week, because we are going internationally, but I know what you mean. Next match, match day, they could. Uh, they really should have gotten a point out of it, though. Sterling gave a great ball in there in the 83rd minute, and yeah. they did nothing with it. It should have been put away and at least gotten a point out of it, which, while disappointing, isn't no points. Um, but, yeah, Chelsea, they've got some, just some tidying up to do overall. Uh, coming through the international break. Uh, then we'll move on to the result that everybody expected uh, for Man City and Fulham. We were both pretty well correct. I got the, you got the number of goals scored correct. I got the yeah. spread of scores correct. Because I went 4-0, you went 5-0. 5-1, nice compromise. Thank you. Uh, and the first Erling Holland hat trick of the season, I, I believe, yes, yes, yes.
1: Yeah, first hat trick. I was really, I mean, if anyone was going to score for Fulham, I'm okay that it was Tim Ream. Definitely. Definitely. I, and that's my unbiased USA opinion. But, yeah, this felt, first half I was like, ah, we're still trying to get into the game. Second half mm-hmm. it felt like a classic city route. I mean, we definitely did not get as many shots, mm-hmm. more shots on target. Like, we scored all of our shots on target. So Fulham definitely played very defensive and made us pass a lot, keep possession. But it felt like we were in control after that. Uh, not even after the Ake goal, after the third goal, Holland's first. I felt like I felt pretty comfortable.
0: Yeah, I, I think that the, the the match really did turn on that questionable no offsides call and, and the stoppage time in the first half for for City second because I mean it was a great header and. But that, I mean, he was in an offside position, and I understand that it's like he didn't, he it's still very close that he may have affected that, but it was. I mean, you know, it,
1: he had to dodge it for it to go in, so I think that he definitely affected the. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the goalkeeper's I, ability, so I was shocked they left it, but I'll take it. I mean, you'll take it, but yeah. Uh, but Holling's, uh, uh Holland's first goal, Boy, what a touch by Alvarez on that one to release him up the middle. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Um, and then Holland, you know, he, back to form on penalties, just hammered it home. And then his hip swivel there on the on your garbage time goal in the 90 plus five. Man, first timer just smashing it near post. Really? Yeah, bottom line. It was I'm, it was sweet. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Really hard to get that much torsion. Get that torsion in your hips. Um, but yeah, City we'll still... Whole,
1: we'll do a whole demonstration
0: one video. Yeah. Uh, just the actual hip torsion. Yeah. I hope, I'll hope i try not to throw mine out. Um, <laughs> and then we'll move on to uh, Brighton Hove Albion and Newcastle. He, uh, I think the first... I said that there were two teams who I'm no longer... Well, there were a couple of teams I'm no longer trusting. Everton, I don't trust them anymore. Newcastle United. I don't trust Newcastle United anymore. They've they, speaking of inconsistency, uh, they hang five, give up three. Here's, here's some and everywhere in between, uh, but Brighton comes back after a disappointing result last week at the Amex and and handles Newcastle. Really, they did handle them quite quite uh, roughly, mm-hmm. I'd say. <clears throat> yeah, I don't
1: I don't know what happened. Newcastle looked like they did two years ago yeah. when they're just fighting to be in the top ten. It was horrible from them. I mean, they looked like they looked like the worst side. Brighton looked like they were a top four side in this mm. game. They whatever their coach is doing over there, their manager, their gaffe, as they say. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing, but he's giving them the secret stuff because Brighton came out kicking, and they were clearly in control this whole game. I was very impressed.
0: Very impressed. And really, 3-0 doesn't do the Brighton victory justice. That was a fluky goal there in the 90-plus-1 that yeah. Newcastle somehow scrounged out a goal <laughs> when they really didn't deserve it. I mean, Newcastle was outmatched the whole time. Um, I will then, say, Evan Ferguson,
1: I mean, he's only 18 years old, and he scores a hat trick.
0: Oh, yeah. very Newcastle. Very impressive result from him there. Um, Yep, and then uh, we got next. Whoa, whoa. there we are. Uh, Then we had my wolves and Crystal. Um, Three-two loss for my wolves. You know, I'm glad we kept fighting. That's what I'll say about this one. We did not give up on the match. Um, There was a lot. There was some good stuff in it. Some good stuff in it, but Crystal deserved the win. To be honest. Um, they're nice yeah. little give and go there uh in the eighty fourth minute. Hold on, wait, what's my note for that? Yeah, it was it was a great goal. Yeah, by Edward. Yeah, that's what it says, Edward.
1: Yeah, well, some sometimes handwriting. The stat that gets me is. Wolves had almost 59% possession. They passed the ball over 120 times more, and yet they get seven less shots on target than Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace had 11 shots on target. So it's pretty amazing they only had three with that many shots on target.
0: I, it's our goalkeeper keeping us in it still. I mean, he could, He's basically man of the match every time that we play, <laughs> it seems like. Uh, Jose saw yeah yeah
1: yeah it was impressive the defensive effort from the keeper it definitely felt like there were some times where there wasn't a lot of communication but it was a classic crystal palace mid-table win i'll say that
0: yeah i i'm just hoping that the wolves stay up because i think that we've got some good (laughs) i mean kuna got got a goal at the very end uh with a nice little header i mean it it was a garbage time goal. I'm going to be fair. It was, you know, we got one back and made it a little bit more respectable. But like I said, not giving up on the match I felt was was important.
1: Um, well, you know, that goal difference matters.
0: In the end, I mean, hopefully it doesn't because we're just like clear. <laughs> but if it comes into play, it comes into play. Who's to yeah. say? Uh, and then moving on from that one. We will move on. Uh, we'll move on from moving on to moving on to uh, Liverpool uh, giving a good right thrashing to Aston Villa. Uh, we both got this one wrong. We both thought that Villa was going to come out with the with the victory that Liverpool would have so a little bit of a letdown after their uh, after last week. But you know, they took care of business. They looked like Liverpool, to be honest. Yeah, I mean. Liverpool
1: look good. Aston Villa, again, I think they're another team that I don't know if I can trust them because okay. last week they win, the week before they lose, this week they lose pretty bad. Like, I don't know. They
0: no, they I seem agree.
1: like a team that really wants to be top five, top six, but they just mm-hmm. can't find that consistency. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how they play out, but definitely Liverpool feels like they're back after this game.
0: Well, I, Nunez, just to your point from last week, Nunez should have scored in the 22nd minute. It took it took a, a, a Matty Cash butt to get that ball <laughs> in the back of the net when Salah really laid it up on a platter for him. Should have yeah. done much better. But, you know, in the end, it's still 3-0. Still very clear. Liverpool holding serve at their, at their place there, at Anfield. Um, yeah. And... Looking good. I mean, looking good going into the into the international break. So we'll see how they can come back. See if they can hold that together uh, when they come back. Still crossing my fingers. Still crossing my fingers. That I can get rid of Jurgen Klopp, but it's not looking Klopp as good out. as it was. Let's get him out of here. Um, and then we'll hop over from Liverpool down to London Town for Arsenal and Manchester United. Uh, this one this one kind of shocked me, to be honest. Uh, I, uh, I had United taking this one 2-0. You had a 2-2 draw. And really, I mean, Arsenal is just far and away the better team this, this week.
1: Yeah, I'm disappointed. I Arsenal is going to break a record for how many goals they score in stoppage time. I mean, yeah. my goodness, how many times can I think they're gonna drop points, and, and then, then they get a the goal in stoppage time. It, it just really not one. My buns, but two, and ninety plus eleven. I feel like that's a bit excessive. To be fair, yeah. I mean, there's got to be some review on that. I'm gonna submit one if there's not. But I will say, Marcus Rashford's goal was very nice. <laughs> His goal was pretty great. Odegaard's mm-hmm. goal was also. Great. The fact that it was a minute later is very scary for United.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that you can't you can't hold you can't hold anything together for long. Um,
1: no. And I don't really think, you know, Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans at the back at the end of the game is yeah. not going to keep anything out. Yeah. So 10 hogs Hag's got some work to do. But yeah, overall, I think it probably could have been worse. I think three one was the score line that's fair for the game. It just came yeah. at the end.
0: I mean, uh, Ars- yeah, Arsenal. It, it was nice of United to keep them out as long as they did, but eventually the dam is going to break. Um, and and when you're giving up, you know, 55% possession and just, uh, out, out, you're outstatted across the board essentially. Um, 12 corners, you know, it's it's a lot of corners, a lot of possession down in the in, in the far end, um, to to maintain any sort of point total. Uh, they almost did it. But in the end, you know Arsenal came through. Uh, but that is what we've got for um, match day four. Let's you know let's let's take a little pop over to the table and just four weeks in. Let's see how we're doing over there. I uh, let's see we've got Liverpool uh, and Tottenham hold. Oh, wait, no, we've got a four way draw for for second place. Our city's obviously up top. They're four four matches in, four wins in. Uh, already sitting on a nice plus nine goal difference, you know that's that's all right, I guess. Uh, but then we got a four-way draw there for second place at ten points between Tottenham, Liverpool, West Ham, and Arsenal. All I mean, very good sides, to be honest. Um, we'll see how that goes up. Let's see. Big match coming back from the from the from the international break with West Ham and City. Duking it out—that will be very important for for title implications going forward. Um, yeah. Brighton, now I'm not too worried. Not I'm too not. worried. I fair. That's fair. Uh, and then Brighton sitting there at nine points, and then we get down into the rest of the teams uh, down to the bottom. We're still Burnley and Luton still still trying to find their first point. Uh, Sheffield. And Everton on a single point apiece. Both of them with tough matches after the after the national break. Tottenham for Sheffield United and Arsenal for Everton. Not looking great. The Wolves on three. Let's see if we can beat Liverpool. Get Klopp out of there. Let's go for it. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah. We'll see how everything shakes out. Uh, any outstanding things you want to hit? About the weekend? You know,
1: I thought it was a weekend where, like you said, some teams really revealed their true colors, and it's going to take a lot of healing on my end for trust to be able to be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. There may be some there may be some counseling involved. I don't know. Oh, boy. But some teams I was thinking, this is a top four, top six team, and now I'm thinking they might battle relegation. I don't know. Yeah. That might be a little bit drastic, but – Overall, I think a couple of teams like Everton, teams mm-hmm. like uh, the Wolves, they will appreciate the international break because it gives them a yeah. time to re- re-exert some energy, kind of re get, get back together and game plan how they're gonna really tackle the second half because the early stages really puts you in the mindset of what this season is gonna be. So I think after like week 10, you go from optimism to let's just not lose anymore so right. we, don't, we aren't in the bottom by Christmas. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see the, the, uh, the response after the international break for a couple of teams.
0: Yeah. And hopefully hopefully, no one picks up any bad injuries. Uh, and, but really are some, some meaningless international matches coming up here. Uh, with where we are in the, in the international cycle. Uh, but yeah, I think it was that and a lot of garbage time goals helping people get better score lines. That's that's what this weekend was about. Um, but yeah, we'll be back actually on Tuesday with, as you may have seen, if you follow us on X, which you should follow us. I'm going to remember to do these things switch other things now. You should follow us on X. You should subscribe on YouTube and ring that little dingle bell or whatever you call it. Uh, and just keep an eye out for us posting errata and other sorts of things. Don't know why I used the word errata, but that is what I said. Uh, you know,
1: we're, we're a very high class over here, as you can see by our outfits. I,
0: I mean, I do say Tottenham. So if that's any sort of indication. West Ham. It's West Ham United and Tottenham Hotspur. Um, and I've totally lost my train of thought. Ah, that's right. Uh, Champions League groups just dropped. And boy, I mean, if Newcastle thought they were doing poorly domestically, just (laughs) wait till you see that group that they found themselves in. That's tough. Anyway, we'll be back on Tuesday with predictions for people moving into the knockout stages from from group play. Um, I have to do some work for that because I have not looked at it yet in detail, aside from Newcastle getting some terrible pulls. Um, we got time. We I've got time. It. Obviously, I have a whole like weekend or whatever. Anyways, we will be back then with that and who knows if we'll be back next Friday because I have not decided that yet. Um anyway. Anyway. Uh anyway, it is grab some coffee, go watch some soccer. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Uh, anyway, I'll be the same